usually small car has come to a stop. The door is opening, and a clown has emerged. A clown is, wait a minute, there are two clowns in that very small, my good, this is remarkable. Look, three, four, five clowns emerging from this tiny car. They appear to be Congress people. Let the clown show begin. So uh, we're midway through one of these. There are two of them today on this historic day in which Robert Mueller, who wrote the Mueller report, coincidentally, allegedly about Russian collusion and Trump involvement and all that sort of stuff, is being questioned by Congress people. And it is a bit of a clown show. And especially if I look at the text line based on the texts I'm getting and I'm getting uh, both sides of the aisle on these texts, it's exactly the same comments that people were making before. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm not sure anybody will be moved one way or another. Here are the points scored for the Democrats that will be run on the Trump hating channels. Uh, all day long and maybe clear on through the presidential election. Gerald Nadler, the chair of the committee, opened by asking Robert Mueller uh, one of the key questions, saying, did your report exonerate the president? Robert Mueller said, no. Okay, well, President Trump has tweeted and said, I was exonerated, totally exonerated. So they'll contrast those two things over and over and over again. You know, I might have followed up with uh, hey, uh, their uh, chairman Mueller or whatever, he, whatever they call him. Uh, did your report uh, exonerate anyone? Well, no, that's not what these things do. You know, I'll, I'll, and let me get to the second point here. Uh, another uh, Democrat said, uh, the reason, again, that you did not indict Donald Trump is because an OLC opinion states you cannot indict a sitting president. Is that correct? And Mueller said, that is correct. The Democrats have the advantage of two very short, simple things there that will uh, run on a loop on cable news and, again, maybe through the presidential election. A lot of the Republican stuff that makes perfectly good sense to me is more nuanced and requires more explanation and more attention. It's a little more sophisticated. From a voter. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that that's usually not the way you win a political argument. Yeah. Usually the simple yes-no question works better. Right. I would just be trumpeting, were I working for the Republicans... There was no collusion. There was no obstruction. And exonerating this is new. I can't believe we went over this again. And exonerating is not a thing. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. but, uh, you know. We, the ladies and gentlemen of the jury, find you exonerated. Our words that have never been spoken. You could make the argument that if exonerating is not a thing, then perhaps the president shouldn't go around saying he's exonerated. And we'll decide that in <laughs> November of 2020. Yes, I guess we will. Are so, you trying to say Donald Trump's a bullesser? Is that what you're hinting at? Well, Astounding. Actually, he knows what I just said. Very simple to grasp things are what you got to put out there. Anything with any nuance gets lost. Right. So he's trying to put out there something simple to grasp. Um, so we're about to have Representative Tom McClintock, who you've heard uh, many times over the years on this very program, the Armstrong and Getty Show. He may be the last living fiscal conservative. I don't even want why he's in the... we got to ask him about that. Yeah, someday. What is he going to be Maybe now? over a drunk uh, drink or something. But, but uh, uh, he's Nobody getting, wants to hear that. He's going to ask Robert Mueller, who sounds very old, if you're just joining us. Yeah, and his hearing isn't so good and everything. It's it's become pretty clear he's a figurehead. He was not running the day-to-day nitty-gritty. No way. There's no way. No. Here we go. It's May 12th and May 13th, correct? I, if you say so, I have no reason to, to dispute that. Then you met with the president on the 16th with Rod Rosenstein present. And then on the 17th, you were formally appointed as special counsel. Were you meeting with the president on the 16th with knowledge that you were under consideration for appointment to special counsel 
I did not believe I was under consideration for uh, uh, counsel. Uh, the uh, I had uh, served two terms as FBI okay, director. So the answer is no. And um, the answer is no. Greg Jarrett describes your office as the team of partisans. Um, and as additional information is coming to light, there's a growing concern that political bias caused important facts to be omitted from your report in order to cast the uh, president unfairly in a negative light. For example, uh, John Dowd, the president's lawyer, leaves a message with Michael Flynn's lawyer on November 17th of 2017, uh, November 2017. The edited version in your report makes it appear that he was improperly asking for confidential information. And that's all we'd know from your report, except that the judge in the Flynn case ordered the entire transcript released, in which Dowd makes it crystal clear that's not what he was suggesting. So uh, my question is, why did you edit the transcript to hide the exculpatory part of the message. Well, I'm not certain I would agree uh, with your characterization as we did anything to hide. Well, you, omit it. you omitted it. You, you quoted the part where he says we need some kind of heads up just for the sake of protecting all of our interests if we can, but you omitted uh, the portion where he says without giving up any confidential information. Oh, wow. Well, I'm not going to go further in terms of discussing the... Uh, wow. That's a, pretty, uh, that's a pretty significant omission. Wow. That's the most damaging thing I've heard. It if, won't. It won't sell on Main Street. But you're right. That's that's shocking. If it's true, and I don't have any reason to doubt it, but if if that's true, that's the most damaging thing I've heard about the Mueller report at all. So you're using portions of conversations and not all of them, including part that's it would seen portions of sentences. Wow, that's interesting. Let's go on. You, you extensively discussed Konstantin Kalemnik's activities with Paul Manafort. You describe in his quote, a Russian-Ukrainian political consultant and longtime employee of Paul Manafort assessed by the FBI to have ties to Russian intelligence. And again, that's all we know from your report, except we've since learned from news articles that Kalemnik was actually a U.S. State Department intelligence source, yet nowhere in your report is he so identified. Why was that fact? I don't, I don't necessarily credit uh, what you're saying occurred. Were you aware that Kalimnik was uh, a, a I'm not going uh, to go in the ins and outs of what we had in the, cor- did you in the, cor- in the course did you of our investigation. Konstantin Kalimnik? Pardon? Did you interview Konstantin Kalimnik? I can't go into the discussion of uh, uh, our uh, investigative moves. And, and yet that is the, 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 the basis of your report. Again, the, the problem we're having is we have to rely on your report for an accurate reflection of the evidence, and we're starting to find out that's, that's not true. For example, uh, you, you, your report famously links Russian Internet troll farms with the Russian government. Yet at a hearing on May 28th in the Concord Management IRA prosecution that you initiated, the judge excoriated both you and Mr. Barr for producing no evidence to support this claim. Why did you suggest Russia was responsible for the troll farms when in court you've been unable to produce any evidence to support it? Well, I'm not going to get into that any further than I, than I already have. But, but you, you have left the clear impression throughout the country through your report uh, that uh, uh, it was the Russian government behind the troll farms. And yet when you're called upon to provide actual evidence in court, you fail to do so. Well, I would again... Uh, uh... <coughs> dispute your characterization of what occurred in that pre- in that proceeding. In, in, in fact, the judge considering uh, considered holding prosecutors in criminal contempt. She backed off only after your hastily called press conference the next day in which you retroactively made the distinction between the Russian government and the Russia troll farms. Did your press conference of May 29th have anything to do with uh, the threat to hold your prosecutors in contempt the previous day for publicly misrepresenting the evidence? 
And what was the question? The, the, the question is, did your May 29th press conference have anything to do with the fact that the previous day the judge threatened to hold your prosecutors in contempt for misrepresenting evidence? No. It's pretty clear that uh, Tom McClintock is simply going to Mueller and the team's credibility here mm. and just trying to shake it. Tom McClintock is no great uh, like litigator on behalf of Russian troll farms or anything like that. Just trying to make it clear that a lot of the evidence was shaky and the procedures were iffy. And this is not some sort of, you know, written in granite and bound in oak covers pronouncement of the truth. I wonder the if the Mueller report, we're, it's it's lawyers doing an OK job. We're a little bit behind. I wonder if this is when Chris Wallace of Fox uh, made his statement that this is uh, not a good day for Robert Mueller's credibility. Uh, it's possible. It was after the McClintock stuff. Uh, well, there's been plenty to back up that thought. You know, my opinion. The, 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 the fundamental problem is, is, as I said, we've got to take your word, your team faithfully, accurately, impartially, and completely described all of the underlying evidence in the Mueller report. And we're finding more and more instances where this just isn't the case. And it's starting to look like, you know, having desperately tried and failed to make a legal case against the president... You made a political case instead. You put it in a paper sack, lit it on fire, dropped it on our porch, rang oh. the doorbell, and ran. I don't see calling it a <laughs> yes. He called it uh, a flaming poo bomb. Wow. He called the Mueller report S P B. He couldn't say S. I wish he'd have said it. This report is S. <laughs> wow. That's what he's well. Implying. It's flaming S, which is way worse than regular. Yeah. And you've asked the American people to stomp on this bag, perhaps. I've overextended the metaphor. <laughs> back to my line of questioning. Yeah, flip back just a little bit. That's come on. We got to hear that again. Okay, that, that was that was pretty good. You made a political case instead. You put it in a paper sack, lit it on fire, dropped it on our porch, rang the doorbell, and ran. That's Tom's. I don't think you uh, reviewed a report that is as thorough, as fair, as consistent as the report that we have in front of us. Then, then why is contradiction? Time of the gentleman has expired. The gentleman out. from Maryland is recognized. Listen, that that has surpassed the moment he read our names on the floor of Congress and we entered the congressional record. <laughs> that is now Tom McClintock's greatest hit. I always call these out, so i got to call it out even on a friend of mine. That was clearly his, this will get me on the evening news in my district. That it worked! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah. Score! A staff member came Bingo! up with... Booyah! Touchdown! You tell your staff, look, I just need at least one sentence that's going to get me on the evening news in my district. Right. And somebody wrote that. Right. And that gets you on the evening news. Why don't we uh, characterize the report as a joke, sir? A joke? But what sort of joke? <laughs> Practical joke of some sort. A joy buzzer? It's no. a hand buzzer of no, no use of those anymore, Mr. Congressman. <laughs> <laughs> How about a flaming poo bag? A flaming poo bag? Wait a minute. Now you're on to something. So we've got more on the way. Uh, Sean, if you get a chance, can you see what smart people are saying about this on Twitter? If you get a chance. Um, I'm kind of wondering how this is being taken by the uh, the... The intelligence set. I'm interested me. in the uh, in the news alerts I'm getting, and let's see how the New the... York Times, the Washington Post, those people are characterizing what's happened so far. Yeah, and it is. Let's see the Wapo. The president was not exculpated for the acts that he allegedly committed. Mueller told the House, "Not exculpated." Which is not a word I've ever used. Um, but yeah, I knew that would be a headline. And uh, well, well, we'll hit you with some of that, what smart people are saying about this and us. <laughs>
Uh, coming up on this historic edition, we've got more testimony on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Here's my favorite tweet I've come across on the uh, the Mueller hearing so far today. The what? The what? The historic Mueller hearings. Jonah Goldberg tweeted, Aaron Sorkin did not write this. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, pithy, fast-moving, yeah. exciting, none of those things. So those of you who are fellow news junkies, first of all, I pity your souls. But we're all uh, wrapped up in the whole, uh, the last minute to witness, Aaron Zebley, an aide, will be, this is irregular, sir, highly irregular. Uh, he's one of his top aides, one of Mueller, old man Mueller's top aides is going to be there by his side, and he's sworn, he can testify. He hasn't made a peep so far, has he? I mean, old Bob has leaned over and, and cocked an ear a couple of times, but... No. And so David Drucker, who we regularly have on the show, he's a columnist of the Washington Examiner, said, at first I thought maybe some of these probing, challenging questions from Mueller by Republicans on the House committee were leaving the special counsel flummoxed. In retrospect, Mueller knows exactly what he's doing. Huh. But what it, well, okay, well, okay, you're being too cute there by half there, David. Yeah, what well, do you mean? What do you mean? You might have to ask David Drucker himself. What do you mean? This is a plan. This Jonah. Uh, so is he? Is he claiming that uh, Mueller's playing the dumb blonde? I don't know. So Jonah Goldberg. I don't even know what you mean. <laughs> so Jonah Goldberg, who's a columnist, thinker, that sort of thing, who we've had on the show many times. Uh, he he retweeted that and said, "I'm undecided, but if it's true, Mueller's going to have to give an give an amazingly lucid and detailed media interview right after the hearing." Okay. I mean, to show that this right. <laughs> that headline. That he is, you know, more more coherent than he's coming off. Headline in the New York Times. Mr. Mueller's halting performance is blunting attacks on him by Republicans, but also limiting a Democrats' efforts to elevate his words. In other words, he's kind of stumbling, stumbling, fumbling, bumbling old guy, and it's not coming off great for anybody. Here, here's the most fair tweet that I've come across, and I'll read this. Also from Jonah Goldberg. And I, I do have a bit of a crush on Jonah Goldberg, so... Oh, I'll admit that. He posts too many dog pictures. I agree Have with a that. kid, Jonah. I agree, that the, sakes. I agree that the Democrats miscalculated here. It's also worth noting that Mueller doesn't exactly come across as the obsessed, unethical witch hunter Trump and company are painting him as. If Mueller really wanted to unfairly harm Trump, he could do it with a 30-second statement. He could. If he, if he, if he was really out to get oh, Trump. He, oh, clearly true. Yeah, he could, he could just be devastating today. Yeah, well, well, the Donald, in his inimitable style, has led his own defense, uh, specifically the undermining of the witness. And so, yeah, he's portrayed Mueller as as a as a cruel, one sided monster. But yeah, I could I could craft a statement in the next thirty seconds that Mueller could say it'd be within the bounds of truth, semi unethical, but it would it would be terribly damaging. Hey, do you have the? And he hasn't. He's just you know fumbled and bumbled. Do you have the end of the Louis Gohmert stuff handy, Sean? Is that cut up and ready to go or not? The which one? The Louis Gohmert and the end where uh, that whole stuff, however long that is, that might be better than dipping into a couple of minutes of uh, whoever's currently rambling. Because this was pretty good earlier in the um, in the session today. As we've started watching it from the very beginning. We should get, a like, I don't know, you get overtime for this or hazard pay or something for having to take in the entire thing. 
it will certainly cost us uh, our souls and and perhaps moments of life on Earth as as it is grinding down our telomeres or telomeres and uh, and probably taking it's bruising our souls. Now we now we now have a way to answer questions as the way Louis Gohmert was uh, responded to by Mueller earlier this oh, morning. Oh yeah, okay. You also note in the report that an element of any of those obstructions you referenced requires a corrupt state of mind, correct? Corrupt intent, correct. Right. And if somebody knows they did not conspire with anybody from Russia to affect the election, and they see the big Justice Department with people that hate that person coming after them, and then a special counsel appointed who hires dozen or more people that hate that person and he knows he's innocent he's not corruptly acting in order to see that justice is done what he's doing is not obstructing justice he is pursuing justice and the fact that you ran it out two years means you perpetuated injustice i take take your question time has expired the witness may answer the question I take your question. Does anybody have any idea what that means? Oh, you got him there. <laughs> Does anybody have any idea what that uh, means? Touche. The president committed the crime of obstruction. You could not publicly state that in your report or here today. Can you repeat the question, sir? You're going to have to repeat that for me. Can you repeat the last part of that question? Yeah. Which act? Pardon? Can you read the last question? Our point here, ladies and gentlemen, is hearing loss is a tragedy. Get your hearing tested. Uh, that's Robert Mueller a number of times having trouble uh, understand, uh, hearing, and then even when he did hear, understanding. Um, and so there are a couple of uh, tweets I've come across before we get to Marshall's news. Ben Shapiro retweeted a Jonathan Easley who said, Chris Wallace calling this a disaster for the reputation of Robert Mueller raises questions as to the degree to which he was actually in charge and control of this report. Many people, including that, have been, uh, us have been saying that all morning long. Yeah, even the New York Times is, is tipping its cap to that notion. Was how, how in charge of the Mueller report was Robert Mueller? Much at all? He may have been a guiding light. Um, just a kind delegator. Of a... Just, you go do this, you go do this, I'm not actually... Did you say my... delegator or alligator? <laughs> delegator. Because <laughs> he's clearly not an alligator. God, it's who an knows? idiotic thing to say. Who knows how... He may, he may have hired, like, a couple of people, like, the being... Like, he's the CEO, and then right. a couple of vice presidents or captains or whatever. They do all the and work. And they hired all the same. He might have done very little. Right. Uh, the... He was the figurehead. He was the the face on the front of the ship, but he wasn't sailing it. The Drudge Report has dazed and confused with a picture of Mueller looking dazed and confused as their big headline. So that is, that is definitely one of the headlines of the day. Also, poor Mike discipline. He had a, a whole lot of talking off Mike from, from Mueller. <laughs> News now with Marshall Phillips. As you're pointing out, Robert Mueller in the spotlight on Capitol Hill today. And during his opening remarks during the House hearing, the former special counsel said the Russian government did indeed interfere in the U.S. election in a sweeping and systematic fashion. And before they launched into the Q&A, he cautioned during those remarks his answers would be tempered. As I said on May 29th, the report is my testimony, and I will stay within that text. 
And as I stated in May, I will not comment on the actions of the Attorney General or of Congress. I was appointed as a prosecutor, and I intend, intend to adhere to that role and to the department standards that govern it. Pressed by Democrat Jerry Nadler, Mueller noted that his final report does not exonerate Trump on obstruction of justice. So the report did not conclude that he did not commit obstruction of justice. Is that correct? That is correct. And what about total exoneration? Did you actually totally exonerate the president? No. Now, in fact, your report expressly states that it does not exonerate the president. It does. I cannot totally exonerate my 19-year-old daughter of the Lindbergh kidnapping. But Trump brought that on himself by saying he's totally exonerated. Now, Trump did tweet out, Mueller was asked whether or not the investigation was impeded in any way, and he said no. In other words, there was no obstruction. Now, he should be pretty safe with that statement. Yes. yeah. Well, politically speaking, yeah. Well, is there a legal difference between obstruction and attempted obstruction the same Not way there's like with murder? No, and that was exactly what I was thinking when I gave my hedging answer to Jack. If you, if you attempt to obstruct justice over and over again, but you're bad at it, you could still be convicted. Um, and, and the cops would say, no, we weren't obstructed. No, this isn't a court of law, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Oh, right. oh, absolutely it's not. Uh, not only that, but Trump's defense is, yeah, I was pissed because I didn't do any of that stuff, and old man Mueller himself is out there saying I didn't do that stuff. So I don't know if you, if you all do this, but we get news alerts on our phones. Do you sign up for these so that news breaks from any newspaper you follow or something like that, you get alerts? I don't know if normal people do that. But anyway, I just got this news alert from the Washington Examiner. News alert. Robert Mueller seems to be unfamiliar with the Mueller report. <laughs> that's a pretty snarky news alert. That's, but a, that's a tad sarcastic. He was he was asked several questions about the report, and when he says, "What now?" Or and he one, contradicted. He com- right? early early in the hearings. If you didn't hear this, he completely contradicted his own report. Yeah. And and one of the Republican questioners called him on it and said, "Well, it says the opposite right here on page blah blah blah." Well, I uh, stand by the report. And not what you said 30 seconds ago. Nah, right. Can you repeat the question? (laughs) Along the questions of obstruction of justice, Republican Louis Gohmert arguing that there's no way that President Trump could have tried to obstruct justice. He knows he's innocent. He's not corruptly acting in order to see that justice is done. What he's doing is not obstructing justice. He is pursuing justice, and the fact that you ran it out two years means you perpetuated injustice. I take your question. Gentlemen's time has expired. The witness may answer the question. I take your question. What does that mean? <laughs> Who has ever said that or heard anybody say that? Is that a Washington thing? Is that a lawyer thing? I watch a, if it's a Somebody lawyer, hit me. If yeah. it's a lawyer thing, wouldn't that have come up in one of the law TV shows or movies I've watched throughout right. my life? Or if, politics shows, which I've watched right. a thousand if of? If that's a dramatic lawyer thing, wouldn't that be used regularly? What does he say there? I, I take, take your I question. Take your question. And, oh yeah, I take it. And some of the and some of the smarty pants lawyers sitting behind him kind of chuckled when he oh, said yeah. that. Oh, 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 he got him learned. Touche. Nice dodge. Old man, mother still has it. How <laughs> uh, do do that with the boss? A really long, complicated question about whatever. I take your question. What? <laughs> I take your question. This is repeat it slowly. Like, are you stupid? Did you not hear me? <laughs> I take your question. Your question has been took. 
Uh, and another. Somebody is going to break down what the hell that means. It's no longer here because I took it. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, a number of Republicans like California Congressman Tom McClintock also not convinced the Mueller team was acting impartially. And it's starting to look like, you know, having desperately tried and failed to make a legal case against the president, you made a political case instead. You put it in a paper sack, lit it on fire, dropped it on our porch, rang the doorbell, and ran. I don't think you have re- uh, reviewed a report that is as thorough, as fair, as consistent as the report that we have in front of us. Then, then why is contradiction? Time of the gentleman is expired. There you go. Time is expired. Thorough, fair, and non-flaming pooish. I don't know what else is going to happen. There's there's a whole nother hearing yeah. later, and the, the first one's going on currently. Is that a punishment for our sins? <laughs> Why? An Adam Schiff show Schiff is in charge? Oh, wow. Oh, no. Wow. But anyway, uh, so far McClintock might win with the sound lazy sound bite to put on your news story of the day. Yes. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> We've got to send our congratulations to Tom. Do we have his, uh, I used to have his cell phone number, I think, but i got to text him. <laughs> Great flaming dog poo shot, Tom. Way so to go. You had the bon mot of the day, tipping my head to our old producer, Vince, um, uh, the Colonel Sanders line. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Mueller's clearly just the public face. He's the figurehead. He doesn't actually cook the chicken. And uh, it's pretty clear... He's a Colonel Sanders, and... Combination of lack of involvement, age, lack of recollection, he's kind of acquainted with the report. And we thought that was such a good line, that we ought to get it to one of the congressmen to say to Mueller... Yes. ...and get that, and so somebody suggested uh, that John Kennedy guy, is he on one of these committees? Oh, he's a he's a senator, oh, isn't he? Because right. yeah. he's, he's, right. yeah. he's the Louisiana. sort of guy who would yeah. say that sort Oh, of yeah. He'd be I'd perfect coming out of his southern drawl. Oh, well... I'm getting the sense you're more like Colonel Sanders, figurehead. He doesn't cook the chicken. You didn't write the report. No, I can't get into that. Uh, that's I take your the, question. Can you repeat that? My, my follow-up, can't or won't, that would be my follow-up every time. Uh, it's, uh, huh. So, does a single, yes, the answer is yes. Do more than one or two Democrat Congress people come out in the wake of these two hearings and say, M- I'm ready now to move ahead with impeachment? That's that is really the question before us. Will the perception be or maybe the polls will the polls reflect that enough people's minds and hearts have been s- shocked and saddened by the president's uh, actions, specifically on obstruction, that, that uh, I think impeachment is the right thing. In the wake of this dog and pony show version of the report, which has already been out in print now for months. Right. And I, I doubt it very much. And I get the polls that say, I mean, I get the stat that says only 3% of people read the report. But everybody heard the the highlights, even though they were run through the, the spin mill of whatever cable news channel you were watching. Right. But they, they still are what they are. Um, and then and there's nothing... There's nothing that reaches the level of like changing people's minds. I don't think mm-hmm. that if you that you were a Trump person and now you're not, or you you weren't and now you are. I just I don't know if anybody's mind's going to be changed. Right, right. Even when you do hear this stuff. Right. right. Yeah. I just you know, and and some of you, the ongoing critique of how we're handling things via email or text. Who, who are you? Seriously. 
Who are you? Stop it. Um, the reason we love this so much is it's such a great example of how D.C. actually works in the dog and pony show of Congress and trying to sway minds and how some of these people are super sharp and could be doing a lot of different things with their lives. They've decided to become Congress people. Some of these people failed out of their dad's shoe store and ended up a congressperson. You think, who the hell ran against them? You know, and it's just, I don't know, I enjoy it. Well, you're in one of those safe AOC districts. It's all about beating the incumbent. Yeah. I mean, right. it's just, you know, anybody can get elected in some of those districts, either an R or a D. Um, I had one more comment I was going to make. Lord knows i got plenty of time to make it in the show. Um, uh, oh, Here's what might happen for democracy, though. It's possible if the needle doesn't move on a couple hearings in a row that both sides decide, you know what, these hearings don't work the way we thought they did. And right. we stop doing these dog and pony shows because there's no upside. There's no benefit. They, they've, they've done them with the idea that we're going to get something out of this. If they don't get sure. anything out of it, maybe they're, you know, we're punishing them by not changing our minds mm-hmm. and they'll stop doing them so often. Yeah, yeah. This has got to be the last grasp, though. For the last gasp, rather, for the MSNBC crowd, the Mika Brzezinski crowd, the there was Russian collusion. Surely it would end after today. You don't actually believe that, do you? I I, do. It's more a hope than a belief, Sean. I do. Does that make me a sap? It's more a prayer than a statement. Does it make me a sap? I, I give you 24, 48 hours to talk about this. But after that, surely no one on CNN or MSNBC is ever going to say, the Trump Tower meeting. Is that ever going to be spoken again? No, no, no. It's the, the pivot's already been made to obstruction. You've seen the Democratic Congress people say, and today we're focusing on five counts of obstruction. They, they have mm. already pivoted away from that. The firing began. That's why they keep bringing it up. Yeah, just they, they want the obstruction. There. Who, was the tr- who was Trump's own personal lawyer. And I forget who the congressperson was. McGahn I- firing Mueller. That's right. He was telling his own personal lawyer to go out and right. fire Mueller. And his lawyer said, no. I think it was Buck who's, who asked the question, uh, would you... Uh, could you uh, indict president once he leaves office or something to that effect? Would you go forward with these charges once he left the office? And Mueller said yes. And that's going to be the big talk. Could talking. you? Not could you? Or would you? Could. Right, right. Yeah. Those are two very different right, right. questions. I, I believe, okay. I believe yeah. you're accurate on that. Um, but Thank I think that, that's going to be, the that'll be one of the more viral things. Look, if he wasn't the president, he would already be in jail. Mm. And that's going to be the pivot. That's going to be where the the, the next and week we, or two. And we still okay. So that's for the coverage. We still get down to will it change anybody's mind? Oh, no, not no, not no, not a single voter. Not one voter in a country of three hundred and forty million people. But as Sean points out indirectly, will it keep the true believers tuned to MSNBC, which is part of the goal? Probably. Or, or, or that's, their, that's their entire goal. Yeah, the MSNBC. That, that's their entire goal, and then you've got to getting people out of the polls, which is each party's goal. So. Our entire goal is bringing truth and enlightenment to the American people. If there are, if there's anything else worth noting, we'll bring it to you. But there's a lot of droning on and on and on right now, and we're not going to bring you that, okay? Much sound and fury signifying nothing. On this historic edition <laughs> of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Welcome, Michael. Would I lie to you? Good. Strong. That is good. Eurythmics. Welcome to this. Is that any Lennox? Settle down. I'm talking about you. Is that any any Lennox solo or is that Eurythmics? Eurythmics. Okay. I knew that from being a disc jockey when I played this when it was a new song. 
which uh, shows how old I am. Um, You're not as old as most of the Congress people. You're not as old as Robert Mueller. Oof. I don't look forward to that period of my life. Nobody does. But he's 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 not quick, and he can't hear. I will be on the golf course, and if anybody demands I show up in front of Congress, I'll tell them, make me. <laughs> um, so this historic edition of the Armstrong and Getty Show has been focusing on the Mueller hearings. Uh, we've grown tired of it, as it has grown tiring. Yes. Uh, and so far... Um, uh, the best stuff came early. There's been a lull, a lot of the same stuff over and over. If anything big comes, we'll, we'll bring it your way. This uh, little clip here, this passes for humor in the world of Washington, D.C. If you had learned that other witnesses put us putting aside the president, if other witnesses had lied to your investigators in response to Pacific's questions, whether he, whether in writing or in an interview, could they be charged with false statement crimes? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to speculate. I think you're asking for me to speculate, uh, given a, a, a set of circumstances. Well, let's put it more specific. What if I had made a false statement to an investigator on your team? Could I go to jail for up to five years? Yes. Yes. Although there's, it's Congress, so. <laughs> well. <laughs> Which I'd actually like to know, what does he mean by that? Because Congress people say things that aren't true all the time. Right. In settings that are pretty official. Right. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know exactly what that means. Well, that was put... When was the... Uh, gosh, the, the libertarian uh, community... I can't... I have such a terrible memory for these things. There was an example of that not too terribly long ago. It, it may have had to do with the Mueller investigation, but it was pointed out that if you lie to Congress during a hearing, you can be jailed. If you lie to a federal agent while being questioned, you can be jailed. If the Congress people questioning you and the federal agents grilling you lie like rugs during the same conversation, there are no repercussions whatsoever. Unless there's some extraordinary twist where, you know, you get them for professional misconduct or something, which never happens. So and that's know. just true, huh? Yeah, and the government the government works for us, right? <laughs> she she got some competing things that are going to be the headlines today. Um, Donald Trump um, tweeted out. Mueller was asking. This is in quotes. Mueller was asked whether or not the investigation was impeded any way, and he said no. I remember watching that part. Correct. A little bit ago, Mueller was asked, "Was your investigation impeded in any way?" He said no. Who is he quoting there? Um, he, I, I don't know quotes? why it's in quotes, but he was he was asked that question, and Mueller said no. His investigation was not impeded. But you have this: Representative Val Demings asked Mueller if lies from Trump officials impeded your investigation. Mueller said, "I would generally agree with that." If lies impeded your investigation. If lies from Trump officials impeded your investigation. Oh, he's probably thinking about like Papadopoulos and. Uh... And Flynn and other people who who allegedly told untruths, or but then I, but Cohen. Then, but then, if I ask the question, "Was your investigation impeded anyway?" Uh-oh. In any way, you say no. Now I see what you're driving at. I don't see how those two things. Those are both true. Donald Trump's not lying there. I watched that part. Right. Um. That that is true. He was asked, "Was your investigation impeded?" Mueller said no. He was asked. If lies from Trump officials, because some people did lie, they've gotten in trouble for it. Yeah impeded your investigation, Mueller said, I would generally agree with that. Those two things don't square, do they? Was the context of the first question the president 
specifically in the things he did. Might have been. That, that's Might the, have been. That's I, the only thing I can come I remember up with. the lead-up was about him trying to fire whoever yeah. or talking about firing whoever yeah. or whatever. You know, we're parsing this because it's fun. And we like a good rhetorical battle, and obviously the stakes are high, and Congress is all whipped up. But I'm also I, trying to figure out just how confused Robert Mueller is. Well, granted, <laughs> a fair area of inquiry. Um, at the same time, though, I will readily admit I do not think any of this moves the needle. No, I don't. Think I don't so think either. it changes a vote. I don't think it leads to impeachment. I don't think it leads to half wits like old what's his name uh, Al Green not calling for impeachment anymore. I just I don't think it changes much. It was the last desperate gasp of the Mueller report is going to deliver us from Trump crowd. But those two those two things I just read you, MSNBC can run one and, and do an hour-long panel discussion on it. Right. Where Mueller said, yes, my investigation was impeded. And I think you should watch that. Fox can run the other part where Mueller says, no, my investigation was not impeded. Right. And how have an hour-long panel discussion on that. And neither one of those networks will play the other clip. And then I don't know where they get that gets us. Well, it gets us where you were just saying. Nobody changes their mind. No oh, votes are moved. Oh, my gosh. Our friend Deborah Saunders with a great tweet. We'll share that with you next if you get the next hour. On this no. historic day. Oh, stop it with that.